Hello, hello. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and we're going to dive right in with the 23rd Psalm. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And reading my Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Bible, He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Well, most likely you've heard this passage quoted more times than you can count. And no matter how often this much-loved psalm is recited, however, we still seem to miss the full impact of the message. Listeners, God restores our souls. He restores our souls through fellowship with himself. Even though at times we stray far from him, he remains the good shepherd. Though we wander, he receives us back gladly and willingly pardons his wayward sheep. Why would we ever leave such a loving guide? Well, most likely you've never made a conscious decision to forsake the Father. Instead, you may have slipped away slowly and subtly as a result of wandering desires and selfish attempts to meet your own needs. But when you strive to attain comfort and safety apart from God, you stray farther and farther farther away from him. Luke 15 presents a wonderful picture of the warm reception waiting a lost sheep. Did the shepherd scold or punish the wayward lamb? No. Instead, all of heaven celebrated because the lost had been found. Likewise, Heaven rejoices when a wandering child of God returns to the fold. And Jesus tells us there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 persons who need no recompense. In restoring our souls, God is more than a pardoning shepherd. He is also a providing shepherd. He knows what we need before we even ask, and he delights in meeting our needs. He delights in meeting our needs. And that means he knows what you need physically, emotionally, and spiritually right now. 
In fact, he's already at work right now, accomplishing and providing the things that you need, even though you may not even have thought of them yet. Amen. Finally, God is our protecting shepherd. And what comforts the the psalmist Sorry, in Psalm 23? It is the Lord's rod and staff. Ancient shepherds used these tools to defend their sheep from vicious animals seeking a quick meal. In the same way, God moves before us, clearing the way of the enemy's snares. If you've ever experienced God's provision, only to fall into subsequent doubt and fear because of loss or hardship, just know, listeners, that God has not left you. And he remains your good shepherd, leading you through the darkness and into the light. It is there in his presence that he will pardon, he will provide for, and he will protect you always. Amen. I love the word of God. Stay right there. We'll be back with more because that's what we do on Pray With Me. And don't forget, we get these blessings started. Oh, yes, we do. And Psalm 146, just for good measure, the happiness of those whose help is the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul, while I live. I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs and he returns to his earth. In that very day, his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations, praise the Lord. I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp of ten strings. I will sing praises to you. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. 
The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. The Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, listeners. Do you have breath? Then praise the Lord, the author of life. Worship him before before everyone. Adore him in your car. Acclaim him at home. Exalt him while you work. As long as you draw breath in every situation, praise him because he is truly worthy. Amen. Woohoo! I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, In Touch Magazine never lets us down. Never, ever, ever lets us down. So they're talking about... Sorry, sorry, turning my pages. (sighs) We talked about guilt, so now they're telling us how to overcome guilt. When we come to Christ in repentance and faith, all our sins are forgiven. Amen. They will never be held against us because Jesus took our sin and guilt to the cross and bore the penalty of God's wrath on our behalf. When we're quick to confess and repent of our sins, there's no reason to hold on to guilt or live in shame. Yet sometimes we're bound by self-reproach long after the feelings should have been resolved. And the devil is always looking for opportunities to accuse us. Sometimes his accusations are about transgressions that we've already confessed. So in such cases, God has fully forgiven us. Know that. But we must also forgive ourselves. Otherwise, we remain vulnerable to the torment of guilt as well as the devil's condemnation. So how can we tell where a feeling of guilt comes from? Well, it is a God-given conviction that focuses on a specific sinful action or attitude, whereas the enemy's accusations are usually generalized and directed at us and our worth. Remember, his purpose is to degrade us so that we will live in shame and uncertainty about God's love. So whether your sense of remorse is true or false, it needs to be dealt with quickly, listeners, quickly. The feeling won't just go away. So stop running and face the source of your guilt quickly. It's time to end your captivity and to start walking in the joy of knowing you have God's forgiveness. You got it. Amen. And as Jesus' followers, we are to carry out his work and we're to be living extensions of his life as we do so. 
So following his example, believers, and that's what we are, we are to live as God's servants. We are to answer his call to aid others. We are to motivate one another to good deeds. We need to release control over our time, talent, and treasure and accept our commission to work in his kingdom. Like our savior, we are not to act independently. Our assignment is to do whatever God asks of us. And remember, I told you, God asked me to do this podcast. He did, and I did do it. Amen. We tend to limit our circle to people that are like ourselves, but we have to fight against this inclination. We should be willing to respond to the needs of strangers and friends alike. And the Lord can help us recognize those opportunities. We are to spur each other toward godliness and service rather than worldly pleasure and any kind of self-centeredness. Believers should foster in each other gratefulness for what he has done and confidence about what he will do. Good works don't earn salvation, but they do affect eternal rewards. Believers' deeds will one day be evaluated. Oh, yes. Works done without direction from God will be burned up. Let me repeat that. Works done without direction from God will be burned up while those accomplished in obedience to the Spirit will be remembered, will be acknowledged, will happen. Let your love for God stimulate you to labor in His kingdom. Beautiful words. Thank you, Jesus. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back. Feeling good. We're going to do the Allure's Prayer. Be right back. And now pray with me from Prayers from the Wilderness, written by Avis Marcus. Gaze up to heaven. Dear Lord, my prayer today is one of praise. I praise you for grace covering me when I was oblivious to your hand working in my life. I glorify you for the ministering angels I did not recognize, but they listened to your voice of grace and not my voice of self-will. I praise you for your saving grace which protected me from my youthful foolishness to bring me into a life of divine purpose. And I praise you for the wisdom to know it was your grace that pursued me and prevented the adversary from destroying your plan for my life. Father, I praise you for the power of grace. When mediocrity attempts to seep into my spirit, grace speaks and tells me who you created me to be. 
When the adversary creates battles in my mind, grace attacks his thoughts and replaces them with your words of peace, hope, and joy. When I feel like my life is on hold, grace reminds me that you have an appointed time for all things. And when I feel alone, grace fills me with your spirit of love. As I reflect on the spiritual archives of my life, I can see the story of grace written on every page. I can see the places where the adversary was attempting to lead me and the traps that were set. My downfall was scheduled and manipulated by him, but your grace stepped in and prevented his assault. Father, I glorify you for teaching me. Your grace is sufficient for me and your strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I praise you for my weakness that surrenders to your grace. Lord, I give you praise, honor, and glory for your perfect gifts of grace. It's another expression of your unconditional love. It cannot be earned. It cannot be repaid. You bless me, protect me, and lead me with your grace. And for that, I give you honor, praise, and glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. For the glory of the Lord God is that the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Be right back in a moment. We've got more. Let me just insert this before we do the Lord's Prayer. It says, we all need God's wisdom. When God invited Solomon to ask for whatever he wanted, the king requested wisdom. And that God-given wisdom taught Solomon that the only that only a fool tries to solve life's problems without God's help. Anytime we spend wondering about how to get out of a touchy situation is time wasted. God's guidance is more than sufficient for all the tests or trials that we might have to face. But in order to benefit from it, we have to seek it out just as Solomon did so long ago. In this life, listeners, tests come in all shapes and sizes. Some we anticipate, others (laughs) blindside us. Some tests require us to endure and others involve making the right decision immediately. 
So regardless of the difficulty, God instructs us to come to him for the wisdom we so desperately need. Amen. Listening to God is essential to walking with God. Let us pray. This is a prayer to love. Dear God, thank you that you are a loving, gracious God. Thank you that you have offered us forgiveness and the gift of a new life with you. Thank you that your love is perfect, it never fails, and that nothing can separate us from your love. We pray that our lives will be filled with the overflowing power of your love so that we can make a difference in this world and bring honor to you. We ask for your help in reminding us that the most important things are not what we do outwardly. It is not based on any talent or gift, but the most significant thing that we can do in this life is simply to love you and choose to love others. Lord, thank you that your love is patient. Help us to show patience with those around us. Lord, we thank you that your love is kind. Help us to extend kindness to others. Lord, thank you that your love does not take into account a wrong suffered. Lord, help us not to hold grudges, but choose to forgive even when it is difficult. And Lord, help us to love as you love. Fill us with your spirit so that we can choose what is best. We are weak, Lord, but we know even as we are weak, you are strong within us. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that it is not all up to us. Thank you that you equip us to face each day with the power of your love, with the power of your forgiveness, and with the power of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Some people you can just depend on. Thank you, Alores. I can depend on you. And I thank you. Lots of love. God's way, day by day. There's got to be a way. If there's a will, there's a way. That's where that saying came from. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. God's motives in giving to you are never shadowy and never manipulative. His motive is always unconditional love. He gives you life itself. He meets your material needs. He gives you challenges, opportunities, and work to do. He puts you into a family and gives you people to love 
and to be loved by. He redeems you from evil and calls you his own. He gives you free will to choose to serve him and freedom in your spirit to be totally yourself in his presence. He gives you the beauty of nature. He allows you to own works of art and to decorate your home with possessions whose sole purpose is to beautify your home. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Everything you can imagine as being good listeners comes from God. We just got these blessings started. Come back tomorrow. We're going to pray some more. Have a beautiful day. Amen and amen. Bye for now.